Hello Storygoers, Eric here. Just a quick trigger warning for this episode. It involves blood, depictions of tight spaces, and a lot of swearing. So if that's something that you just don't really enjoy, that's totally okay. We have plenty of other episodes for you to indulge in. But if not, and you're cool with it, then please enjoy the show. Hello, storygoers, and welcome back to another episode of Tales from the Cartridge, the spooky video game storytelling podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Eric Penrod. And I'm one of your other co-ghosts, Ryan Bauer. <laughs> oh, that was a smart one. I didn't yeah. think of co-ghosts. That's good. Yeah. Ryan Bauer, but a ghost. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was really funny. <laughs> I was editing the last one, and I heard that. It was really funny. I, I had this realization. I was thinking about this, Ryan. I'm yeah. curious what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many loyal listeners. So many, yeah. Which is fantastic. We both, we both agree that the very, very amazing people. Yeah. The best people. Yeah. Um, but there is a part of me. There's that anxious brain part of me. That thinks about how there's probably at least one loyal listener who has like a significant other or like a sibling or a friend or a parent or someone who's probably also listening to this with them in some way, shape, or form, like in the car yep. or just in their house or whatever like that. And I get this like Or they're nervous... just walking around playing it out loud. Yeah, yeah. And I get this nervous feeling that what if we are creating cringe for someone? You know what I mean? Mm. Like what if someone hears us more likely me i think you do fantastic <laughs> well, okay. me i kind of ramble on uh, <laughs> i think you're great uh, but I, and we're creating a, a sense of cringe uh and i and it makes me feel a little anxious you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i understand that i understand but, that but you know what now i'm thinking about it out loud i'm kind of thinking like you know what life's too short if you're not you know what if you're not creating cringe for someone are you really living your life yeah and you know? and i would say eric like <laughs> Most folks our age, like traditionally, would have like mm. children that they're making miserable and cringy. Yes. So we're just passing that yeah. on to more folks. Yes. In a different way. More folks. Yeah. They are our kids. Right. Yeah. You're you, all our children. Loyal listener. <laughs> you're all our children. <laughs> Go clean your room. A cult real quick. <laughs> For the cult of the parents, clean your room. Yeah. <sighs> Said the person yeah. who doesn't clean their room. Yeah. Uh, me. Yeah. I'm sorry about. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love that. Like though, it's so funny to like have this sense of like, like oh, are we doing something kind of like, you know, not bad but like cringy to someone? But it's like then the quick realization of like, no, no, you're not living life if you're not cringing somebody out, and it's like yeah. the total cognitive dissonance of it. You know what I mean? Like, no, it's impossible. Yeah, it's hard. <sighs> you just gotta not think about it too much because there's also like. For sure, people who have, like, listened to our podcast while going to the bathroom, listen to our podcast while, like, going for a while, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's enough mm-hmm. people listening that everything is happening while they're listening at some point. Um, yeah. 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 I, I almost want to say, too, like, I I guarantee this hasn't happened. Like, I would be very surprised if it has. But, like, I feel like we'd be kind of, like, on top if someone robbed a bank or something with us playing. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be cool. It's yeah. not cool to rob banks. Shouldn't rob... Well... It's but. not cool to rob banks if people get hurt, but banks have plenty of money and they yeah. really should start giving it out because um, it's our money. Really. Well, it's other people's, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's yeah, other, it's people's, other people's money. money. Yeah. yeah, but it's all insured. It's all federally insured. So it's not like they're losing that money. And in some cases, in some case, I'm not advocating for robbing banks. I want to say that up front. But in some <laughs> cases, <Great>. banks <laughs> will like invest money, more money than like they sh- like. They are able to invest money that, like, other people... Like, when I put my money in the bank, I that is my money. 
But if I want to take all of it out, they some there's some like some banks have policies against that because they've already you know used that money to do other things, right? So um, it's a bunch of nonsense. Yep. And, and um, yeah, uh, all financial yeah. institutions should be tore down and. Um, yeah, just anarchy. should be complete anarchy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Don't rob banks. Don't rob banks. Don't rob banks. Don't yeah. rob banks. Yeah. If Don't... anything, become millionaires and you can share the wealth. Yeah, yeah, and give it all away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Robin Hood it. Brian, how are you? <laughs> and uh, what have you been playing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty well. Um, coming, I was coming off of a little bit of a mini vacation um, last Ooh. weekend where I just played a ton of games. Uh, I beat two whole games, Eric, and I'm excited to talk about Whoa. the games that I finished. That um, never happens to people our age. No, you don't get that time. <laughs> um, so overall, I'm doing good. Um, it was a pretty crazy comeback from like four days off to three days of work and trying to get you know seven days of work into three days, which just didn't work. But that's okay. Mm. I just left Friday, and it'll be there for me Monday, and that's that's okay. Yep. Um, yep. What I've been playing, I finished Cyberpunk and the DLC. Wow. I finished AC Mirage, and then I just started wow. yesterday uh, the Diablo Season two, 4 Season 2, which is all about spooky vampires. So um, I just started that yesterday, <laughs> so that was fun. But yeah, Cyberpunk, incredible game, incredible story. Like, just the, if you haven't played it, you should. It is like, I have never played a more, like, beautiful and also, like, impressive game in that, like this city feels so alive. There's so much sound. There's so much noise. You can hear people having conversations. I walked through that city. I, I think I put like probably, you know, 70, 80 hours in that game. And I don't think I ever heard a conversation repeated. Like every time you're walking down the street, you just hear people talking about things and just like, you hear like half of conversations. And there's this one scene in the DLC where you're in like a giant like ballroom and there, you can hear just like 30 different conversations happening. It's, it's wild wow. and very cool. And it's a very fun game. Uh, and really beautiful and asks a lot of really great questions and is very good and very fun. If you haven't, definitely check it out. It is worth it and great. Um, AC, AC Mirage, um, that came out and I beat that. And I think my final was 25, 23 hours or so with okay. 100% complete everything done. Um, wow. So okay. wow. it's it's not a huge game. It We can maybe spend more time talking about it sometime, but it, it, it was fun. Um, but there are a lot of things that I think um, I didn't particularly like, namely no, like the story was a little rough and weird. Uh, the oh. protagonist is kind of like has no is just a nothing. Like there's no, they like they try hard to make him seem like this like this certain type of character, and I just never really bought it. And then like over the course of the story, there's just some weird. It, it it just it feels unfortunately like this was supposed to be a DLC and they didn't have the money or time to make any of it feel like a full game. Mm. Uh, gameplay very fun, feels great. The loop is fun for the most part. Um, the new there's you do can do a lot of sneaking. I really like the quest progression and how the quest progression works. It is like um, it's kind of open ended, so you can like choose what routes you want to go. And the new like quest log is super cool. It's like a big map that like fills up as you like find clues and it like spiders together and becomes this really cool web um, that I really enjoy. There's a lot of stuff I really enjoy, but like overall, um, the story was I, I thought was pretty bad. Um, like even for Assassin's Creed standards, which they've told very, very good stories, and then like as the time has gone, it's just gotten it's kind of a convoluted mess, and it continues to kind of be that. Like yeah. the game ends up being like 
yeah, I don't want to. We, we can get into it uh, another time. Okay. But I don't want to spend too much time r- rambling on about it. But um, it was fun, and it was the perfect length. I think it felt like to me for the amount of time. Maybe a little more to more expensive. It was like a fully priced game, and it was like maybe twenty five hours oh. start to finish. But overall, it was a fun time, and it was great to be back in that Baghdad is an incredible setting, one of the best settings and the most interesting and dense they've done. Um, but I don't know if, like, as a as a story, it was it was quite enough there. Um, and then Diablo, season, Diablo Four Season Two, Spooky Vampires is more Diablo. They fixed some stuff. They made stuff that did stuff that should have been in there from the start. Uh, it's fun. <laughs> we'll see how fun it is in like three weeks. But it's currently fun. Um, yeah. So <laughs> played a lot of things. Um, I could spend an hour talking about both of those games. Um, but I won't, because I want to hear, Eric, how you're doing and what you've been playing. Mm, I'm good. I'm good. I have to travel home this weekend. Well, I say home. I have to travel to the state of New York. Woo! Uh, I'm not Excelsior. super thrilled about it. <laughs> I just don't like I, the drive. Seven yeah. plus hours is so annoying. It's yeah. just such a boring drive, too. Yeah. Which isn't like a, necessarily a bad thing, I guess. Like It's not a hard drive, so I shouldn't, I shouldn't be complaining, but at the same time, it's like, meh. So I'm trying to stay positive, but whatever. I'm not doing a very good job. <laughs> and uh, in terms of what I've been playing, still Fortnite because it's so much fun. They're actually going back. So the rumor is, spoiler alert for the next chapter, the rumor is they're taking it back to the very first map ever of Fortnite, which is actually very exciting for people who haven't been able to play that, myself included. I started season five. Um, so I'm actually really excited for it. It'll be fun. It's just a fun. It's just a fun way to kill a half hour. Mm. Honestly, you play one. I play one round. I'm just like, all right, I'm content. Or maybe you play two. Um, it's just easy. Uh, and I just this morning finally beat Lies of P. Woo! And I gotta say, if it wasn't for Twilight Princess being out this year, I would say this is my game of the year so far. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it so much. It was. If I've heard that the closest souls like to Lies of P is probably Bloodborne, mm-hmm. yeah, and if it's sense. anything like Lies of P, or if, yeah, if, it, if it's anything like Lies of P, I think that I would I'm I'm actually thinking I'm going to have to go play it because I was I was wrong. Like if any of the other narratives are like Lies of P, then I was so wrong about Souls like games because it had just the right amount. I, I think I've said it before on the podcast where like I don't like game I don't like story narratives that kind of hold your hand and over explain because it's like not so fun and it kind of loses its like mystery mystery and like appeal and liza p just does a great job at telling you just enough and then sprinkling information throughout the world for you to find and it's so vast and so not hard to find things but it's a challenge at times but when you learn more things it's so much fun um i there's three endings to the game i'm not gonna spoil the endings there's three endings to the game i got the middle ending because i didn't commit to one of the like kind of archetypes, archetypes, I guess I want to say. Um, I didn't commit to one of the the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like I guess narratives or I don't know. I just didn't commit in some way, shape, or form to what I was supposed to do. I was kind of just really in the middle ground of everything. Um, and when the game ended, I kind of felt like I didn't get enough. And then once I spent some time looking at the other endings, I realized that it opens up so much more. Um, in terms of like the story and what happens. And so it's actually made me more motivated to go back and play more. Um, and there's rumors, there's rumors and apparently evidence to show that there's a DLC being made. So, mm-hmm. which is very, very exciting. Yeah. Very exciting. Um, I loved it. It made me feel so good getting good at it. Mm-hmm. Like I, there's so much of that game that you can do that kind of changes your play style. So like there's different ways of fighting 
or I, for me, I became really good at parrying. That was my way of staggering enemies to beat them. That's how I got good at the game. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of rambling at this point. What I am, what I will say though, is that there, if you play Liza P, please watch until after the end credits, because there is something they include in that that is so wild and bonkers <laughs> to the lore of this game. A story about Pinocchio. It's like what? Like it's it's so random and weird and cool, and I'm like. I'm, it, it was something that, like, if you told me, I'd be like, that's really weird. But, like, just watching it play on my TV, I was like, where is this franchise going in the yeah. best way? It yeah. is super, super cool. Um, and I just love because it's a story about grief and trauma and the links that we'll go to help ourselves at the expense of others. And um, it's very interesting. I highly recommend it. The art in the game is amazing. Um if you at all, if you love Souls Likes or have always wanted to try one, I highly, highly, highly recommend Liza P. I really think it's amazing. Um, a lot of people say it's really hard, and it is hard at times. I never felt like it was challenging enough until the very last fight um, that I would say that um, I need to like grind levels to get strong enough to beat it. Um, however, um, I would still try it, even if it's undiscounted and you want to buy it that way. I would say play the game. It's fantastic. I really, really recommend it a lot. And last but not least, I'm I bought Spider Man. It's on my PS5 right now. And once we're done recording, I'm probably gonna jump, jump on that <laughs> because I'm very very excited. I had to beat Liza P because if I didn't beat it now, I probably never would go back and yeah. do it. Yeah. But now I'm so excited to play it again. So we'll see. Yeah. Anyway, story goers, thank you for listening to that. 15 minutes of us talking about ourselves, which is always good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, as always, we hope you enjoyed our last episode of Little Nightmares Part 4, which will hopefully be out tomorrow. I have to finish uh, writing it, and then I'm going to record it tomorrow. Because <laughs> that's how we roll. Yeah. Um, but hopefully you enjoyed it. It should be the last part of the game. It's the last 20 minutes of it. I'm very excited to, to get that out there for spooky Halloween season. Mm-hmm. Email us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives to talesinthecartridge at gmail.com. All the E's are threes. Find us on our social media. By leaving a voicemail or text at our toll-free number at 205-494-4334 or answering our poll question below if you're on Spotify listening to us. You can also find us on Patreon if you want to donate to us there. Um, And if you feel like rating us on Apple or Spotify, that would be great. There's one person who is our 18th uh, reviewer on Spotify. You know who you are. You gave us five stars. Thank you so much. That you're the 18th coolest person um, <laughs> to us. That's great. Um, and then whoever is 19th, get on it. It's it's uh, your your time to shine. So today's episode, as it's being a spooky episode, is a game that is I didn't really know about until recently, uh, and it's not a very big game in terms of playability or in terms of uh, length. Uh, but the game that we're covering today is Iron Lung. Ooh. Ryan, would you do us the honors of kind of jumping into some of the, the stats on the game, the, the background and influences? I would love to. Uh, this game was made by, it looks like, I'm, is this, was it a single person? A single person made this game? A single uh, person, a yeah. A single person, yeah. yeah. Uh, name, I'm going to do my best with this last name. Uh, David Zemeski. Zemeski? Zemanski? I think so. That looks uh, good, yeah. David Zemanski is the and publisher. I'm, it sound, seems like he might be the, the sole creator of this game and experience. It was launched for Windows and Nintendo Switch on March 10th, 2022. Sorry, Windows March 10th, 2022. Switch December 19th, 2022. Um, that is the when all of this game came out. So it's 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 only about a year, a little over a year old. Um, actually, probably approaching. Yeah. It's two years old. Um. Uh, do you want me to do the background info, or do you want to jump in and do that one? I can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
so the name the name of the game iron lung was likely inspired by the respiratory device of the same name that was invented in 1912 and widely used in coming years to protect patients with polio disease with polio disease breath oh i didn't know that was the thing wow i i heard oh no okay i'm thinking about a time a hyperbolic chamber sorry two, two totally different things Yes. Okay. Iron Long is that? Yes, the big thing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then following the craziness of the sum- Titanic submersible incident that happened semi recently, Szymanski, Szymanski, yeah, expresses discomfort at the increased sales in multiple tweets. First, posting a weekly sales chart from Steam with the words, "quote This feels so wrong." End quote. And further stating that he found the dire situation that the Titan's occupants, uh, and this is before they had found out that the submersible had imploded. Uh, quote, pretty horrific, even if it was of their own bad decisions, end quote. Uh, this game mostly became popular because, I mean, I think it did well originally on its own, but it became very popular when Markiplier started playing it. He made his own video, and he must have liked it enough because now he's making his own feature-length film oh, wow. on Iron Lung, yeah. which is pretty wild. Yeah. So he's, he's he wrote it, and he's directing it oh, and starring in it. Cool. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. 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 So if you... Yeah, it's very interesting. So if you actually like this story, if you've played the game and didn't know about the movie, or if you hear the story and you're interested, Markiplier released a one-minute teaser trailer for the movie. It's just him covered in blood. So cool. if you don't like that, don't watch it. But if you're cool with it, go for it. Um, Ryan, is there anything you want to say before we jump in? No. and Well, I mean, I guess the only thing is, is Eric, when I was on vacation, uh, my yeah. uh, this is related, I swear, uh, my oh, okay. uh, partner's parents came up and we were in New Hampshire, and we went to Portsmouth. And you can go in a submarine, and we went into a submarine when we were in Portsmouth. Uh, it is really uh, yeah. There's a, a submarine just sitting outside of Portsmouth that you can like pay ten bucks to go inside of. Uh, it is terrifying. Uh, so uh, that is like what an interesting uh, coincidence. And now I'm getting to we're going to talk about another terrifying sub yeah. experience. It's uh, so wild how small and tiny those spaces were, and how people spent mm. months and months in and like you're allowed to shower once a week because we don't have a lot of water and like it's intense um and like oh my you, god they have it they jam people in so tightly there's like a couple of the bunks where you like have a pipe that is like in where you sleep but that's where you have to sleep because it's the only place i can fit a bed uh submarines are terrifying uh, uh so just keep that in mind um as you're as you're hearing this experience go see a sub they're around and they're terrifying um oh. Maybe don't. Or maybe don't. Maybe <laughs> don't terrifying. because they're terrifying. <laughs> I have no desire. I think I had the opportunity once. I chose not to because I'm I am six three and I just oh yeah it's, really it was hard. it was hard to move through the space. I like they had to have had yeah. like a height requirement to sign up because like uh, I I imagine because like you wouldn't fit in the beds. Um, yeah yeah oh you're you true, wouldn't you're be true. able to yeah, like stand right. in the in in the spaces because like the 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 portcullises are like three feet by two feet you have to like Oof. move your yeah it's wild um submarines are terrifying Ooh. uh being underwater is scary yeah uh which you'll Ugh. we will now hear more about yeah here we go it's hard not to wonder how life could have been that one choice you made and it fucked everything Or maybe it was someone else's choice who put you where you are now. Or maybe it was destiny or some divine power who gave you the middle finger and told you to shove it. But as I stew 
in this toxic cesspool of a thought. I realize that thinking about this doesn't change anything. I'm at a crossroads between freedom and most likely death. If you're listening to this recording, then it either means I made it back and we're listening to it together, or I'm dead and someone found this floating on the surface. As I sit in this submersible, I'm trying to steel myself for what lies ahead. The crew outside is welding me inside the SM-13, aka the Iron Lung. They tell me it's to keep the vessel strong for the pressures of the ocean below. Part of me believes it, and part of me thinks it's because they have no intention of letting me out. As the sound of crackling from the welding continues over my head, I think about how maybe we're all fucked. Every one of us. With the quiet rapture having taken all the stars and inhabited planets, and their disappearing without a trace decades ago. We survivors who are on the space stations were the only ones left. Now, humanity struggles to find resources to continue on. And me? Well, I'm the convict chosen for this hell-infested journey. All thanks to the consolidation of iron for choosing this desolate moon to explore. AT5. Not even a fucking good name if you ask me. The higher-ups at the consolidation of iron believe that AT5 has vital resources to be found for the survival of the human race. The only catch is that the vital resources are under a literal ocean of blood. <laughs> yes sir, I ain't even kidding when I say blood. And not just that. Tests show that it's none other than human blood. No one's sure how this ocean came to be, but apparently it wasn't a thing before the quiet rapture. And if I can successfully drive this rusting piece of shit with no goddamn training, mind you. To get pictures of these resources, I'll be a free man. That thought is exciting. Until I see the never-ending view of blood through the one window of the Iron Lung. That's the signal. I'm fully welded in this metal shithole. I stand here and wait. Given that this shitty sub doesn't even have seats, I stand by the center console and turn the radio on to listen for command. Beginning your descent. Great. I can hear the sub enter the viscous red sea of blood as I see the sky one last time. Hopefully, not the actual last though. Crushing depth in roughly 40 seconds. Stand by. I wait quietly, looking at the depth gauge next to the one window of the iron lung, as it begins to go down. Uh, I'm seeing some voltage irregularities in the instruments, so keep an eye out for sparks or flames or anything like that. The O2 meter on the other side of the window. It's reading that it's full. Approaching maximum depth. Uh, the hull's feeling it, but it's still holding strong. Closing, porthole shielding. Starting to lose the radio signal. You'll be at cruising depth soon, so remember the briefing and be careful. I can barely hear them. The signal strength is quickly dying. 
You're on your own. Good luck. The signal to command is cut off, and I'm on my own. I got no fucking training for this except for a quick rundown. I'm not lucky enough to just steer this thing like a normal sub either. I have to just pull up the map with all the points of interest and pick a destination. Ten to be exact. All the points I need to go to are highlighted for me. I begin to put the coordinates of the map into the center console of the closest location as the iron lung comes to life. I stand in one place, maneuvering through the vast blood, staring at the center console as the numbers go up and down as I continue to put in the right coordinates. The drips of blood, echoing in the sub, makes me feel uneasy. After some time, I arrive at the spot and the iron lung positions itself. I go to the back of the sub and press the one button on the wall I was told to press. It takes a photo of the resource outside for command to collect and deem if it's worthy or not. It's blurry as all hell. How the fuck can they even tell what this is? Luckily, I'm not the one grabbing these pieces of shit. <laughs> I feel bad for the poor bastard that will in the future, though. As the iron lung takes the picture, I notice something on the floor. A letter. Terrible penmanship, but who am I to judge? <laughs> it reads, This is not an expedition. It is an execution. When they put you in here, they don't want you to return. And even if they keep their promises, what freedom waits for you? A few dying ships and a sea of stars. If there still is hope, it lies beyond the veil. Hope in the veil is as illusionary as the starlight. I will choose to breathe my last at the bottom of the ocean, unseen, unheard, and uncontrolled. They will get their execution. I will get my freedom. <laughs> That's one way to get freedom, but not me. I ain't dying here. I check off this location on my map, and I go to the next one, closest to me. As the iron lung moves through the ocean of blood, the sonar at the center console starts to go off. An irritating noise, signaling something outside the hall. It can't be good. They never said if there was life here or not. I move quickly as I set the next coordinates. I walk to the back of the hall, and I take the picture. Another fuzzy mess. I stare at the screen at the picture. I feel a cold sweat. Maybe that other convict was right. <sighs> maybe. Maybe this is a fucking execution. No. No. Fuck that. I'm doing this and I'm leaving. The bottom left of the map's locations are all done. I'm going north from here. As long as everything keeps going the way that it is, it'll be fine. I will be fine. I make it to the third location, and I take the picture again. It looks like tentacles coming out of the ground or something. What the hell kind of resource is that? <sighs> more coordinates. More photos. As I take the iron lung deeper into the ocean, I keep getting this uneasy feeling. More beeping coming from the sonar. Two signals. The beeping is more intense and I... I can feel my blood pressure rising. But I push the iron lung deeper into the red abyss until the two beeps finally go away. 
That can't be good. I'm pushing this thing too hard. I take the fourth and fifth pictures. I don't even care what they look like at this point. I'm more focused on keeping this metal box in one piece. I pick the location furthest to the bottom right of the map and carefully make my way over, carefully avoiding the beeping. It's more frequent now as I try to turn the iron lung away from the dots in the scanner while also trying to get to the resource. Could there really be life in an ocean of blood? What kind of monster could actually live in this? I notice my O2 meter has gone down a notch. That's not good. But I think I have a good pace going. I just need to control my breathing more. I take the sixth picture. Only four more to go. As I take the iron lung up to the north side of the ocean, I can't help but wonder if that asshat convict was right. Is this really just a bullshit mission, and the powers that be are just wanting me to die? I can't say I wouldn't be surprised, but I can't let go of this small shard of hope embedded in all this doubt of mine. Of course, what the fuck would I even do with myself if I'm free? Not like life up in space is much better than this. I maneuver around more sonar beeps and make it to the seventh location. I move to the back and press the button again. Another picture. Looks like a spine or something. Maybe this is fine. Three more to go. And I have enough oxygen. I can do this. I check the coordinates of the map to the region in the... Fuck! A fire! God damn it! I grab the nearby fire extinguisher, and I spray it all over the erupting fire. As it begins to die down, I quickly realize the O2 must have burned. As I look over to the indicator, it's down another notch. This fucking fire killed my oxygen. I walk to the center console and move to the last three locations I need to go to. The sonar beeps more intensely, and I feel myself sweating more and more. What the hell could be out there? It has to be like rocks or something. Is it really actually something that could kill me? Can something seriously live in this blood-filled pit? No. There can't be anything. I need to focus. I steady the iron lung, and I take the next photo. My vision is starting to blur more. I can't tell if it's me shaking or if it's the iron lung. I'm not sure what could be worse, but either way, I'm almost done. The beeping continues, but I don't even care anymore. I just keep thinking about life after this. Maybe finding somewhere to call home, meeting someone, trying to find some speck of hope in this godforsaken universe. I take the second to last picture, and I can't stop smiling. One more. This is it. The location is to the northeast of the ocean. I look at the coordinates and I begin my move. But as I'm going, I'm realizing the sonar isn't stopping. It's beeping, like I'm being followed. No. I'm paranoid. 
Let's focus on the fucking picture. Ugh! What the hell was that? The sonar's still going off. Maybe something's outside. Something's in the way. Whatever I bumped into, it's directly in front of the iron lung. I can't see a damn thing out this fucking window. Yeah, oh, that's it. I go to the back of the submersible, and I snap a picture. I can't see what's out the window, but if I take a picture, I can see what it is, and maybe I can get around it. I stare at the screen while I wait for the picture to come up. It must be a rock or something. An eye? A fucking eye, and it's massive, fuck. There's something out there. I look at the sonar and I watch as the monster moves to the other side of the iron lung. As I realize it's moving out of the way, I start noticing the pool of blood quickly flooding into the sub. Fuck! I need to hurry. I'm so close to the last location. I'm standing knee deep in a pool of blood as I use the center console to navigate the iron lung. The sonar continues to go off. I think it's following me. The blood is collecting, getting higher and higher. I just need this picture. I get it, and then I can go back up to the surface. Just one more. Just one more fucking chance. The blood has almost reached the center console. As I make it to the last location, the beeping of the sonar begins to fade too. Maybe this is my chance to... Maybe that last convict was right. What the fuck will I do with myself when I leave this hell? Just continue to live in hell, up in the starless vastness of space. No planets, no resources, all misery. Maybe they were right. I'm not a bad person. I'm someone who did bad things in a life of pain and misery. I don't regret it. I did what I had to to survive. <sighs> the beeping is only worse as it returns and the iron lung continues to get knocked around. <laughs> what a fitting end. <sighs> They'll get their execution. It's very spooky. It has like a very we sorry to like No, no, please. jump in the middle of that. Uh it has this like very like scary short story feel to it yeah. of like that is just so good and interesting. Uh yeah, I, I really like the vibe. Thank you. Thank you. I was kind of yeah. I, I had the I had it up on my TV and I kind of just like pretended like if I was in if I was in this, what what would it be feeling like? And like Yeah. And yeah. if I'm this it's convict and I'm just like I feel like yeah. I feel like the comic probably is like has a grudge or a chip on his shoulder and is just really yeah. feeling it and like i would be paranoid and freaking out and i'd be i know i would be swearing up a storm which i thought like was appropriate yeah. in this situation um yeah. yeah 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 so yeah so that was a shorter story but 
I really yeah. liked it a lot because I feel like it was such an intense short story and the game itself is very repetitive which is why I kind of had to add some fluff to it but I feel like it just is so it's in, it's not relatable but kind of is it's like sympathetic oh, in a for sense sure. you know what I mean like yeah. um, to be in this position to be in this enclosed submersible and just knowing that this is likely your last destination in this world is I mean I don't know I feel like I'd be like this convict right there. I'm lying to myself or kind of trying to come to terms with my inevitable death. Um, I don't know. Ryan, what did you think about the story? I mean, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. There's these this layer of like cosmic horror of like the spooky, the monster. Like there's there's that. And then there's like the tension of being in this like you're trapped in this place. This place happens to be blood, which is just kind of gross and scary. And there's might be something down there. And then there's this, the, what is, I think even more like there's that moment to moment tension. Then there's like the overarching tension of man, even if I get out of this, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. It is, it is how I'm going to try to be hopeful here, but like out there is also hopeless. And there's like that layering of hopelessness that I think is very relatable to a lot of folks um, in the world because I think a lot of folks go through this feeling of, you know, I'm struggling and suffering yep. f- for what? Yeah. Um, things are bad and you know, only bad things happen. And how do you find hope in all that? And then there's this, this, this like intensity to this like visceral experience this person is having that is layered on top of just misery that is is really masterfully done and i think elevates this to being oh just a spooky scary and a sub to like really thinking about the you know um i can't think of the word really thinking about like the what the true horror is here the psychological horror of you know being in this experience and living through it is really scary but then also the experience of like when i get through this what comes next and is that is that anything is that is that worthwhile is there anything even there uh, that is that is very good and and adds this really nice tension and relatability to the experience yeah i feel like we so often we, we read stories or see stories or whatever it is we experience these these tales about people who overcome some kind of significant significant obstacle and the hopes of something greater and it truly it typically ends up happening that way and you know there's some sacrifice um but I, I've always been that proponent, ever since playing the original Dead Space, I've always been that proponent that I really love stories about seemingly normal people who are in just very out-of-this-world, crazy, scary situations. And I feel like that hits home in this game. Um, and what I love about the game, when you play it, like you, it's just a first-person view, so you really are playing this character. And I added all the, all the narrative we added, um, just because... There is no real narrative besides that note you find, and there is a there is a uh, update to the game that adds a terminal that gives you a little bit more context. But I didn't want to put that in here. I wanted this to be more mysterious, um, so I did like the original base game. But um, but regardless, I I feel like there's just something so relatable to normal people experiencing very difficult things, right? Like we can play Spider-Man Two, and it's gonna be amazing, I'm sure, right? But like, and, and Spider-Man's a somewhat relatable character, but not nearly as much as I would argue as a character like this or like an Isaac Miles or like someone who is just a normal person that's kind of just thrust into this horrible situation. Um, and I feel like you can really sympathize and relate with that in a sense of like this, I think if if this was real, I would be along the lines of this character. I'd be kind of this, in this denial state of um, accepting my death or being hopeful for the future, but then realizing like what future would there even be um, in this world? Mm-hmm. 
um, and that coming to terms with like choosing choosing to uh, embrace their death uh, in this hopeless world is is this convict's freedom, as mm-hmm. is stated by the convict originally in that letter, the other convict in the letter. Um, now again, I want to say the two. We talked a lot about like death and 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 um, giving into that. I do want to say though, just because we live in a world, I don't want this taken out of context. Our world, though, going through difficult times, of course, because everything you know, we are complex creatures and making complex choices. We are not in the same position as this convict. So please, 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 if just saying this right now, um, if uh, you are feeling any sort of way about yourself um, and you need help, please get the help that you need. Uh, and I can add the uh, the phone numbers in later after this. But regardless, my point is being like, uh, there's something very relatable to a character that has nothing in the hopes of gaining something in a world that is willing to give them nothing. So yeah, yeah, it's very it's very sad, and there's really no there's no lesson here to learn. I guess I mean I don't really see one yeah. a whole lot. It's just a, a lesson of kind of I, I think it's just a lesson of how to sit in an uncomfortable situation, you know, and how yeah yeah, and yeah. just getting through it. I guess in a way. Yeah, I mean, I think the purpose to me feels like just to like again this is the time of year where these things are are more interesting i think than Mm -hmm. because of our culture like to sit in a like a terrifying experience to like just allow yourself to be lost in this experience of terror and misery in a way that like we are in a safe place we are safe we are we are you know what i mean we are not in any danger um but to allow yourself to be lost in that you know scary terrifying experience there's like uh, this weird enjoyment that comes from that to yeah. be to like allowing yourself to feel that in a safe space right yeah. that yeah. is that is like pretty unique to like horror media yeah. um and I, there is a lot of people who like use horror as their comfort because they know like like when they're going through something traumatic, they'll like watch a scary movie because there's like a there's a control like no matter how scary or dangerous or terrifying this media I'm consuming gets, I am safe yep. and there's a power in that. Yep. And I think um, just allowing yourself to enjoy this really cool spooky experience that um, has been made is 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 uh, a wonderful thing. I think actually you know Ryan, I mean I I actually think that's a really interesting perspective. I've never heard that perspective before about like oh, being yeah. safe and watching horror films and it empowers you for me i struggle with not empathizing i over empathize with horror movies which makes me connect with characters and then i yeah. i feel too deeply for the ones who are dying typically so it's really <laughs> yeah. hard to watch especially animals i can't i can't watch that um but that is a very interesting i never thought about that perspective before it almost makes me want to watch a, yeah. a horror movie with horror movie with, with that with that in my mind, you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, by the yeah. way, PSA, PSA. Now, don't take my word for you know. Do your own thing. I've, I've watched two spooky movies with my my uh, fiance now. Uh, sorry, this is so off. I don't know. If I'm <laughs> no one will save you. And Skinnerink both suck. That's all I'm saying. I hated that. <laughs> no, okay. I hated both of those. Yeah. I mean, picked two movies and they both have not been the best. Um, yeah. I probably won't put that in there anyway. Uh, I don't want. I, I don't want to like put something out there. Like, I hope people like it. That I'm just crapping on the people's movies. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I see this is such a. I like short games like this because it gives you this this short time period to experience something very intense as much as you mm-hmm. want to experience it. Again, you could also like. I'm sure the speed runs of this game and people just don't even like think anything of the context of what's happening. Right when you really allow yourself, like the, if you sit in a dark room and play this game, and really allow yourself to sit in this position of what this conflict would be feeling like it's a probably a very deep and 
emotional experience to know that you will yeah. likely not make it out of the city. You don't make it out of it, but um, yeah. And what you might be feeling like, I think it's very interesting. So long as again, as Ryan is saying beautifully that you are safe in doing so then, you know, but if you don't feel safe, please don't do that. So that's not, yeah. Fun. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> yeah. But story goers, send us your thoughts, feelings, and perspectives. Tales from the cartridge at gmail.com. All of the E's are threes. You can also send us a, uh, you can also find us on our social media or by leaving a voicemail or text at 207-494-4334 or answering our poll questions below and we'll read all those in a future episode. Um, you can also donate on our Patreon and you can also rate us on Spotify and Apple or wherever you listen to us. Hopefully they have a rating system there. And for those of you who celebrate, have a happy Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy. Hopefully it's fun. Um, I still have to dress up for work. I have no idea what I'm going to dress up as. So I keep getting to like Ken, <laughs> which I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Mm. But everyone's going to be Ken. You know what I mean? There's going to be a lot. There, there's going to be quite a few Kens. Yeah. But you could be like your own. You, you could find Alan. your own special. You could be Alan. I'll be yeah, Alan. Just the real people. hero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> the real yeah. hero. Yeah. <laughs> the real hero. Yeah. Yeah. Barbie, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Of course. <laughs> but be safe. Please, everyone, be safe when you go out. Yeah. Um, whether you are... Uh, uh, Drinking and or no, I should say that differently. Just be safe. <laughs> Everyone, just be safe. Be safe, please. Whatever make the choices. Doing, be safe. Be smart. Yes. Be safe. Keep yourself safe. Keep your friends safe. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dress you know, well. Do whatever you need to do. Dress well. Yeah. You know, whatever you, whatever makes you feel empowered. Yes. Um, and doesn't you know cause harm to others? Do yeah, and follows the law. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a wonderful time. Um, in enjoying this very fun spooky season. Yes. I think like we we can cut this, Eric, mm-hmm. but like. Halloween is something that I, as a person, have never, like, super appreciated or enjoyed. It wasn't until, like, we did, like, spooky months yes. of tales. And, like, we have friends that spent more time that have really come to, like, really enjoy this time of year a lot more. So I think that's that's really wonderful yes. to, to have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the yeah, same really exact great. way. I, did, I, grew <laughs> yeah. up, I grew up, I remember that my last Halloween was 2000 or 2001. I think it was 2000 because I was playing Majora's Mask. Um, yeah. And I was 10 and... Uh, I dressed up as a vampire. I remember just being like, I think I'm done with this. I just never yeah. really connected with Halloween again besides the candy because I was a glutton. Um, <laughs> I still kind of am. Um, but uh, but yeah, now I feel like that we, we've, ever since we started Tales and me pushing myself to, at my comfort zone a little bit to watch spooky things and enjoy that yeah. um, has, really, has made me really enjoy scary stories more. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think because I just like when you get to play these characters that like, especially in the Outlast episodes or this and the Soma episodes, you get to play these characters that we would never act like or be like. It gives us like a fun perspective, typically very mm-hmm. scary and uh, and unhealthy and not well, but just like yeah. a fun way of enjoying uh, a medium that I something like for both of us we just never really connected with that much. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. need to go find something spooky to play now. <laughs> <laughs> Iron Lung! In- inscription. 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 Liza P's yeah. a little spooky. Liza P. Uh, it's creepy. Yeah, that's true. It's very, very true. Robots very are creepy. creepy. They're like all janky and they're in the dark. It's scary. Uh, but it's fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun. So, anyway. Yeah. Uh, story goers, stay safe. Uh, hope you're happy, healthy, and well. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye! Bye. Boo! Did get you? But as I stew in this toxic cesspool of a thought, I realize that this thinking about... Oh, I need my clicker. Shoot. How did I not...
How did I forget I was going to make mistakes? Where's that clicker? That'd be so funny if this stayed in the episode. <laughs> Leave it. All this, this cesspool of a dialogue. Where's my clicker? <laughs> Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> no clickers. <laughs> but as I stew and... <clears throat> Just two more. That's my cat.